Welcome to Season 4 of Shine Time Radio, a monthly unedited podcast exploring themes around overwhelm with the insights and supports of tarot and coaching. I'm Jenny Robertson and I'm the tarot reader, coach and space holder here at Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, heart-centered tarot reader, a lifelong learner, your trail buddy, and your introverted cheerleader. This place is for the overwhelmed dreamers, triers, and magic makers who are looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hey everyone, welcome to December's episode of Shine Time Radio and the last one for 2020. Two, can you believe it? <laughs> my oh my, how the, the time has just absolutely flown. Um, and this year, I think everyone can agree, has been a weird sort of warping of time in some ways. Um, and yes, here we come to December and um, wrapping up a, a pretty interesting year. And you know, we all naturally start looking forward to what maybe twenty twenty three might hold for us. For those of us who follow the Gregorian calendar. Um, so this podcast episode has got two sort of bits about it. It's got, um, information about our upcoming chariot year and the themes for that year. And then also has some tips and hints, um, for how to use a year ahead reading. So we'll get stuck into that. But before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that there is one spot left for a year ahead reading. Um, before the holiday season and before the new year, uh, I'm very happy to do them. I've got as I've got it set up as an option to do year ahead readings all year round. It some people prefer to have it done on their birthdays, um, but this is a very popular time for them, and a lot of people like to do it for the sort of calendar new year. Um, and so I've had to sort of look at my calendar and uh, set aside certain days to be able to do them. They take about three to four hours to do. Um, and they're, you know, energetically <laughs> quite quite a lot of work. So um, I absolutely love doing them, but I've been very uh, mindful of, of the amount of time I need for them. So there's one spot left if you'd like to have it done before Christmas or holidays or New Year. Um, and again, I'll be opening them up and reminding people about the option to have them in January. So if you prefer to wait till January, that's no problem at all. Um, but you can head to the website and if you go to tarot readings and scroll down, you'll find the year ahead reading um, as one of the options and you can book it there. Um, otherwise, let's get stuck into what this coming year is going to look for us. So look like, I should say, for us. So we're coming into a chariot year and how that is, it's very simple. It's just simple numerology. So it's essentially two plus two plus three um, and it condenses down to seven and seven is the number associated with the chariot in the tarot. Um, and although it seems simple, uh, the tarot is all about symbolism. Uh, it is all about imagery uh iconography, symbolism, all that kind of stuff. So numbers do hold an awful lot of power um, and connection and, um, you know, meaning for people. And because so many of us do follow this calendar, uh, this sort of collective following of a system and belief in a system uh, gives it power. And so when we look at the new numbers around this, um, we are moving into a 
collectively for those of us who follow this calendar are moving into a chariot year. So last year, 20, no, last year, this year, (laughs) it was 2022, um, it was a lover's year. And it really asked us to connect more deeply with ourselves um, or to come home to ourselves in some way. And 2023 is asking us to expand on that through reflection, discernment and alignment. Uh, The image and analogy I like to use for this card for the chariot energy is assessing what's in our backpack. So if we imagine we all carry a figurative backpack where we hold our thoughts, our beliefs, ideas, our trusts, our notions, our roles, our identity, etc. Some of the things in our backpack have been intentionally placed by us, but many have been placed over time by outside sources. So think family, relationships, society, systems, and may not be ours to hold anymore. And this backpack can get quite heavy as we journey through our lives and over the next year. um, And always, we always have this, but over the next year in particular, we're going to be invited to um, put that backpack down and take things out of it and assess whether they are for us, uh, if they're for us anymore, or are they in alignment with who we are and who we're allowing ourselves to grow into. And once we have assessed this, then we get to either put them back in as is, uh, maybe make some tweaks to them before placing them back, or we get to leave them out altogether. Easier said than done, right? <laughs> we get to choose that and we get to do that anytime we feel re- feel ready to. This is, you know, our, honestly, this is a massive act of love for ourselves. Um, we identify what's for us and then we take the action to... Um, make sure that the things that we surround ourselves with, involve ourselves in our belief systems, everything that they kind of match and and align for us in that way. So going back two years ago was a Hierophant year, and it really taught us that we know ourselves best and that we are our own best experts. And then this year, we moved into the lover's year, which taught us that we have what we need that we are worthy of our own appreciation and consideration and that we deserve to come back to ourselves in some way. And then this chariot year is putting both of those two learnings and knowings into action. So some of the things um, we take out of our backpack and assess will be hard. I think it'll be a really hard and firm yes or no. Like, we'll know. Um, They'll be very obviously for us or not. Some of the things will almost be a yes, like kind of, we're there, we're almost there. Um, They're so close to what we want for ourselves and may just require a little bit of tweaking or pivoting or maybe a little shining up or simplifying. Um, And some things are a lot trickier. (laughs) They feel okay. Um, Some even feel good. Some things seem wonderful from the outside and yet we can't quite make them work or we force them to work, or we turn away from seeing what's maybe deeper inside them. And these are the tricky things. These may be things we think should be good for us, but aren't for us anymore. And that's okay. There's a really wonderful coaching phrase of you're okay, and I'm okay. Um, you know, we can apply this in many aspects of our life, when it's time to part ways with somebody or when we disagree with something. It's okay that you're okay and it's okay that I'm okay. You know, there doesn't have to be always a right and wrong. There doesn't always have to be a black and white, 
good over evil. You know what I mean? So something that isn't for us anymore doesn't have to be wrong or bad in any way. It, you know, may have worked for us for years and now we have outgrown it or we've evolved past it or we can journey better without it now, you know? You're okay and I'm okay. And also, maybe it's time for us to part ways. So along with the unpacking and shifting through and assessment and repacking, you may find yourself processing various stages of grief. And leaving room for this is important over the next year. Grief walks with each of us in its own way always. Um, And making room and space for it is a really beautiful, honoring thing. And this is very Five of Cups work, by the way. (laughs) So some considerations for our 2023 um, chariot year. How do I support myself with space and time to reflect and assess where I'm at and where I'd like to go? Where are there feelings of not trusting my path or my pace? Am I having feelings of wanting to rush past something or push forward with something that looks good but doesn't necessarily feel right anymore or that I know isn't right for me anymore? What can I do to nurture more trust in myself and in my timing on a deeper level? What supports might I need in this time of assessment and release? It's a beautiful opportunity this coming year. It really is. It's a chance to really get into what's for us and what's not. Um, It's a chance to listen, you know, to lighten our loads and to consider ourselves first in our own lives with love and attention. And yes, I'm really excited about this coming year. I think it's going to be one of those ones that's uh, hard, (laughs) but also worthwhile. And it really is taking some action around a lot of things we've maybe been doing behind the scenes and a lot of consideration and work we've been doing for ourselves. Uh, if you would like to have access to these, you know, like to see them written up, these considerations, or you want to see this um, sort of write up around what the chariot is, you can head to the blog uh, on shinetime, uh, shinetimecoaching.com. There's a blog section there. Um, you can also find it, uh, maybe link it in the show notes as well. Never really thought to do that, actually. (laughs) But there is um, a write-up with all this information on the blog this month that you can go find there. Okay, the other thing I wanted to share with you is how you can work with a year-ahead reading. Um, Everyone who is getting a reading with me is going to get this information with their reading. Um, And it's also going to be sent in this month's newsletter. Um, And you can also find it written up in the blog. So there's lots of places to find it (laughs) and to use it. Because I know sometimes listening is great and you get a good sense of things, but maybe you want to also see, you know, the tips and the hints written down so you can work with them. Um, So working with the year ahead reading, there's because sometimes people get a year ahead reading and they're like, great, now what? So I've always advised people to um, work with them in, in a way that suits them best obviously a lot of the people I work with do journal or they use calendars and things like that so it's really easy to sort of pop the information in um, at the start of a month you know for each thing ahead so you know they're a wonderful support and they're a really wonderful way to connect more with ourselves throughout the year Um, so whether you've had a reading done for you like with me or you do one for yourself there are some gorgeous ways you can work with the reading for the year ahead um so the readings I do is I share um, the chariot year ahead for the collective. I then share the person's birth card 
through numerology, what their birth card energy is. That's the energy they work with through their year, through their life, excuse me. I then also talk them through what their upcoming 2023 year theme is going to be based again on numerology. And then I drop in and do a 12 card pull for the person, either a month by month pull, or I'll do it through the 12 Zodiac seasons. Um, and it's nice this year, I've got a real mix, half and half of people who would like the Zodiac seasons and who would like it done month by month. So I'm really looking forward to doing that and keep myself right with it. So <laughs> so over um, in the newsletter this month as well is going to be a little uh, astrology with and the tarot resource to keep us all right, because it is a bit tricky. Um, okay, so that's the type of reading I do. You can absolutely go and do the reading, that kind of reading for yourself. Um, I do my own as well, and I absolutely love it. So yeah, they've, there's a wee bit, of, you can create a little bit of a ritual. What's lovely about the year ahead reading is it does kind of naturally create a bit of ritual around a threshold of one year to the next and being more intentional for ourselves and checking in with ourselves throughout the year. It's just another tool to help us stay with ourselves and in our year, if that makes sense. So um, I highly recommend, you know, creating a way for people to dip in and out of it through the year. They can be a lot when I send them out. I'll often people will be like, oh my gosh, it's so much information. Um, and obviously what I would say is don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to read every single month for the year. You can get, you know, scan it, but I would more leave it for each month to go back to and really look. Scanning and getting an idea of sort of the theme of your year is wonderful, but it can be overwhelming. <laughs> so perhaps um, taking time to just each month review and reflect over the, the previous month and then look to see what's coming up. Um, I would recommend... Um, then taking action. And there's lots of ways to do it. You can do it as simply and easy as possible, or you can make it a much more complex thing for yourself. Um, it completely depends on your time, energy, and your inclination to do that. So um, some of the ideas that you can do working with a year ahead reading is you can take, if you're quite crafty or creative um, or artistic, you can take the symbolism and information from the card for each month or zodiac season um, along with any seasonal uh, and personal meanings. And you can create a, coll a collage or a piece of art to display somewhere for yourself. You could frame it and it could stay up somewhere for the month. You could have it on a mood board or you could have it on a, a bulletin board ahead, you know, in your workspace or your, or your spiritual space. And then you could take that down and maybe save it somewhere and create your next month, next month's collage or piece of art. To go with it. You could even do it on, um, you know, the computer with Canva or um, any of the Procreate or any of the sort of creative apps and things like that, where you can make your own visual, something visual for you to look at, to remind yourself what your themes are, to spend time with it to, and then able to reflect on it. And if you want to save them before you create your next one, then at the end of the year, you've got 12 amazing pieces of art that were like your journey through the year, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the other thing you can do along the similar lines in terms of it being visual, visual, visible and visual, excuse me, is to use the card for each month along with any personal or seasonal symbols to decorate an altar space. 
Um, you can add to it over the month and make a wee ritual around clearing and resetting up for the next month. Um, if you do this, I highly recommend to take a photo of it to remind yourself for years to come or to create sort of a photo journal of your year. Um, and what's lovely is if you do these readings over multiple years, you can look back at your pieces of art or your altar photos and see the themes for, say, your February of two years ago. And how does it feel compared to the February of this year? There's just lots of ways to really immerse yourself in this. Um, and the way that I most mostly use mine is using a small journal. Um, and I set up a table of contents for all my cards for the year at the front. Um, as you know, my the year theme, my birth card, my year ahead theme. I often ch do some work around creating a sort of um, theme word for myself, depending what's going on, depending on my cards, my energies happening, sort of like a, a word of the year thing. So that's in there. And then I have my seasons or my months with my, um, this year I'm going to do the zodiac season as well. So I'm going to put my, for each zodiac season, I'll put my um, card for that for that zodiac season theme. And I also put in there sort of ideas, goals and things like that for 2023. And then this last year, I've been working with Shadi at Atash Healing to do monthly check-ins around astrology. So I'm, I'm learning a lot more about astrology for myself and, and how that links to tarot, which it naturally does. <laughs> and I'm um, allowing myself to sort of embrace that side of things as well. So I've got um, space in my little journal for my check-ins with Shadi as well. So um, what I love to do then is in that journal, I have two parts. I have open up the open face, two pages for the theme of the card for that season or that month. And then the next two pages opened up are my notes. So that's where I jot down the themes, the things that come up for me, my meditation, my visualizations, my um, other cards I pull for the month um, or the season and how they maybe link to the overall theme of that I had pulled at the start of the year or, you know, in, in December for this year. So it's like, a, here's what's coming up. Here's what you might notice. And then in my part of my journaling time or, you know, set check-in times, I note down what's going on for me so that I can see the link between that card and the theme and actually what's taking place in the month for me and the energy that's going on and how I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff. And that's a great reflection. See, I'm just even looking at my 2022 folder that I did and I'm looking, you know, back at January, <laughs> the start of the year, and I had a Wheel of Fortune. So I wrote down all the themes around what Wheel of Fortune is for me what it means, what it could look like. And then I wrote down my personal reflections and things that came up. And it's amazing to go back and see um, the connections that are there, you know. Um, and so I've got that now for a full year. I've got a full year of my theme, overall themes for the month, plus my reflections for each month. Um, and it's such a gift for me now to go back and look um, at the year from past and yeah, looking forward to creating a new one for next year and just having these um, little journals to remind me of my years, you know, and, and the themes and the things that kind of went through, came through for me. Um, and it's really lovely. And I'm going to keep them for years to come and just start um, saving them and having them there for me. Um, and yeah, I really, really went 
into it deeply. I've, I've kind of done, generally done that for the last few years, but I never had it all in one place and all in one book. I kind of did it in a journal and it was kind of getting lost through all the journal stuff and just my own personal journaling. Um, and so this has just been such a treat to have it all in one place to build a leaf thread. I do have some photos of my notebook in the blog post for um, this month. So if you want to go have a look at that, plus all the tips are there as well. Um, and yes, the themes were so spot on and the insights around the themes, patterns and energies have given me more knowledge about myself and more trust in my abilities and my connectedness and my natural cycles. Like I'm just so much more in tune with myself because of the work that I've done this year in a really simple way with the notebook um, and using the year ahead reading in a really meaningful way. So I hope you find that helpful and supportive. And I'd love to hear and see how you all choose to use your year ahead readings. Um, it'd be a great way to share. And I'm going to be put a post up on Instagram where we can share how we use our year ahead readings, because I think they're absolutely gorgeous ways to work with um, the energy of the year and staying with ourselves and being connected to ourselves. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me this month this year <laughs> um there's lots coming up in 2023 um in terms of how i'm shaping the business but and and really confirming the business for myself and and how i want to create more community and more space for us to find our each other and to find our way through using coaching with the tarot um, so there is a membership area being created called Self-Coaching with the Tarot, which is all the stuff I talk about and all the work I do, um, but accessible for you to do your own work with it. Um, because for me, the whole point is that people are self-sufficient in these ways, but also <laughs> self-sufficient with community. You know, does that make sense? We need more community. We need to take care of each other. Um, and we need to, to have space for like-minded people to, to commune with each other. So I'm really looking forward to developing that over the next year. Um, I've got two lovely people who are working away on it just now, my little beta readers who have just been wonderful um, and checking it all out for us. So yes, come January, that should be live, maybe about January 7th, I believe. Um, and it'll hopefully, it, you know, I know it'll start small and that's I'm happy with that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it grow um, and expand in a really sort of natural and uh, meaningful way. And yes, thank you again. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a part of this small space in the world um, and for the, you know, cheering me on and letting me witness you and your and your growth as well. And yeah, always grateful for the people here. Um, and see you in 2023. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies. Hi. 
Hi folks, welcome to season five of Shine Time Radio, a weekly unedited podcast exploring all things tarot and coaching with some wonderful chit chats and life musings thrown in. I'm Jenny Robertson, the tarot reader, coach and space holder behind Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, a heart-centered reader and lifelong learner, your trail buddy and introverted cheerleader. This space is for the dreamers, triers and magic makers looking for a more intuitive, gentle and supportive way back to themselves.